Happy, happy day, my fabulous vibers. Welcome back to my podcast, where I believe that every woman deserves the freedom to craft the life she wants and the guts to go after it. We will share stories, facts, and opinions on various aspects of life to give you that kick in the ass to light you up and spread killer vibes every day, 24-7. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so excited to share my guest today because, you know, when I met this woman, I knew she was pretty awesome. And it just took, I think, a few conversations. But let me tell you a little bit about Carla, Carla Pisong. Did I say that correct? You did. Of Pisong Gallery. Carla Pisong founded Pisong Art Gallery in 2013. The gallery is a 1,300 square foot loft located in the historic warehouse district of downtown Houston, Texas. For years, she worked full-time in the financial industry and grew up and grew the art gallery until it was time to leave the corporate job to make Bisong Art Gallery what it has become today. What a cool story. So from financial to the gallery. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm just like, you know, I I I love meeting women who are doing things in a different way. So let's start off with that because I want you to tell me about the story where you said you were the only woman-led gallery among a lot of men, or tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I'm the only African-American woman contemporary art gallery in all of Houston. So there are a handful of um, African-American men. Okay. Uh, The art gallery industry, period, sometimes Mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of um, diversity as far as the owners are concerned. But yeah, I was surprised to find that out myself. Wow. Because I'm a member of the Houston Art Gallery Association. Mm-hmm. So I, I was researching which uh, for-profit commercial art galleries are in Houston to reach out, um, helping the president of the association to recruit members to join the Houston Art Gallery Association. And that's when I was looking at mm-hmm. the statistics and then like, wow, I am mm-hmm. the only one. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like a responsibility to to represent that community and to be the first woman? I mean, I know that people ask you about this all the time. Yeah, I, I do yeah. want to. And when I started the gallery, I just wanted to um, be a platform for a lot of artists that may not have that representation because many larger galleries might not represent artists until they've already established their name. Oh, okay. So yes. yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about how you find your artists sure. and how you bring them in there. Are you from Houston, by the way? Born in Michigan, but okay. yes, from, grew up, I've been here since a child. So I say I'm from Houston. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, and so tell me that about that transition you made from financial mm-hmm. to art. Um just seems like from a left brain, yes. you know, <laughs> a part of the, you know, of, of, of a business to something very right brain, more creative and more fun, I guess I could say. And I enjoy business. And so it, it um, falling into the financial industry and working and investment banking um, is such a great opportunity. I, I take so many tools away from that, that I've learned, mm-hmm. but I think as you're younger, you feel like, Oh, you know, thinking about your future, when I make that six-figure salary, right. great benefits, and working for an established Fortune 50 company, then I'm successful. I made it. Well, once I got to that level, yeah, I didn't feel successful. I didn't feel fulfilled. Oh, fulfilled. I yeah. didn't feel what I thought I would feel. So then that makes you go on the journey of, well, then what is it? Because I mm-hmm. checked all the boxes, mm-hmm. and here I am. And so 
I feel and I encourage people, your passion is something that just stays with you. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have to figure it out in your head. What do you find yourself keep doing, keep going back to, keep reading about? Like and if you can't go to sleep because you're thinking about it all the time, you've got to address it and you have to figure exactly. out why exactly. it's bugging you so much. Because you really want to do something. It will really nag at you. I know right. that for sure. Um, you said something at the event where I met you because I met you at this really amazing event for shopping and your and your gallery was the venue. Yes. A beautiful contemporary art um, in the warehouse district. It was very, very pretty. The outside, we talked about the outside and all of those things. But I know that you mentioned something that I made a note of and you said something that I think was really, really good advice. And I want you to just kind of expand on it a little bit because I think the business women who listen to the podcast would want to know this because some of them will want to start their own businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and you said that you should keep your day job mm -hmm. while you work your dream job. That is my experience. Yeah. So I will speak on what worked for me. Yes. Um, I definitely know there's more than one path of going about starting a business, uh -huh. but I highly encourage, and I think many women quit too early because we sometimes hear that, oh, just jump and build your wings on the way down. And that's the popular mm -hmm. catch to mm -hmm. say, or, you're or not fake really it till you make it. Yeah. Committed. You're not committed until you're all in. Yes. Well, I might day job was like my investor was like my own bank because I used my own salary and that made me feel better. I slept uh -huh. well at night knowing mm -hmm. I started this business. Is this the financial side in your, in your so, head working? So. Well, <laughs> to be honest with you, it might be opposite because coming from an investment banking world, some people are like, no, use other people's money. So someone else yeah. with my background would think uh -huh. differently yes. to just go full forest and get investors and do this. I, I mentioned my favorite television show is Shark Tank. Yeah. So I'm watching all of these yes. investors. And I these, love that show. I love it too. <laughs> and I love the lessons that we yeah. learn. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is many people's way of blowing up, which is not wrong. Why didn't you want to do the investor part? What I was knew, your yes. reasoning behind that? I knew I had a lot to learn. I knew that I didn't have previous experience. Many gallery owners work in another gallery before they branch off okay. to their own. Okay. They work in museums, they're curators, and then that gallery is the later on step. Okay. Me, silly me, just like, I think mm -hmm. I can do it. The business model's retail. I understand that business model. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go do it. So I knew the first two years I was going to make a lot of mistakes. And right. if I make a lot of mistakes, I didn't want to answer to anyone but myself. I wanted to be able to say, okay, I tried that. Yeah. I didn't work. Let's go again. And then I still had that paycheck coming in to keep going, keep mm -hmm. moving, mm -hmm. keep experimenting. And mm -hmm. so that felt So you gave yourself grace. I did. You were like, you know what? I know what I'm getting into. I know that it might be difficult. And do I want to bring in people along for the ride while I'm learning? Because exactly. it's a huge learning curve to have a business. I mean, you get into a space and I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, the overhead that comes with the space, Especially you know, expenses. And then if something breaks down, then you have to spend on that. And then if, you know, an event doesn't go through, then you're counting on that money. I used to have a boutique. So we used to do events there all the time. And there were things that I just they were out of my control. Um, or they showed up late or they didn't leave on time. And then I had to close down later. I mean, there's just so many things. But yeah, so you said definitely keep your day job yes. while you, you know, expand the other one. And then at what point are you comfortable leaving your day job, leaving your financial? I feel comfortable when business was was on a consistent basis coming in. I was making those relationships. I was making the sales, the sales. I 
personally mm-hmm. felt comfortable more than 50% okay. um, bringing in my salary mm-hmm. uh, revenue wise. And that felt good for me because I knew I wasn't giving the business 100% of my time. So if I brought in 50% of my salary on okay. a part time basis, yeah. then if I gave it 100% of my time that I gave to my day job, then it's only going to grow. It's only so gonna that felt better. comfortable for me. And how long did that take for you? It took a few years. Okay. It definitely took a few years. Okay. And, I'm so um, glad you say yeah, that because years. I, from what I hear a lot is, you know, I've already been at it for a year. Like oh, I should be changing. It should be better. It should da, 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 da. And it takes time. It definitely takes time. And every industry is different. And art mm-hmm. gallery, luxury item business, it's relationship building. So oh I, gosh, I felt great knowing I didn't have to, in the very, very beginning, make that sell because I feel if it's a relationship building business, mm-hmm. then if I'm desperate and I come mm-hmm. to you and I met you mm-hmm. for the first time and I'm right. already, oh, you have a studio. I have to put art in there. When can I come over? When can I do that? It's yeah. going to be, whoa, yeah. lady, yeah. I just met you. Yes. So I want to develop those relationships build trust level, let mm-hmm. you know that you can ask me questions, you can mm-hmm. build confidence with me. And when the time is right, if it's meant to be for me to provide you with art yeah. or any other services, then it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the most comfortable way to build relationships. Yeah. There's a lot of networking that's going on. Yeah. And then um, from one relationship to another relationship, it's just building upon your community, basically. Right. right. Yeah. A community that's going to come and support you right. in whatever that you do. Um For me, you know, one thing that I've always encountered in business is the assumption that it's easy or like it's glamorous and it's fun. And oh, my God, you have a gallery. Oh, how much fun you must be having. (laughs) Um, And I don't like to burst bubbles, but I'm really realistic and saying, yeah, you know, most of the time I'm in here cleaning toilets or, you know, because I don't hire anybody to clean for me. I'm mopping, I'm sweeping, I'm, you know, vacuuming. There's a huge um, other side to it that other people don't see. I'm glad you say it. So many people come in for the art no. exhibitions and they yeah. see the art on the walls, uh-huh. they see the refreshments and the hors d'oeuvres and the wine and oh my god, you get to do this for a living. The exhibition is 20% of the time. 80% of the yes. time is the marketing, is the setting oh. up, is the bringing in crates and all the dirty work that happens. Yeah. Eighty percent of blood, sweat, and tears right. to put on the twenty-minute show. I mean, the twenty-percent show. And and, and I've I've heard people say, well, then hire. And then you're like, oh no, you don't understand. Yeah. I'm trying to to not hire people so that I can keep as much right. of it as possible. It's, it's making a profit. It's making a profit because you have to. Is, yeah, is what comes in, but profit is what you're keeping. Exactly. And people don't understand. There's a difference between revenue and right. profit. Right. Right. How much do you estimate you um, put back into your business from what you made? The first few years, yeah. I was putting everything back into okay. business. And so that's what, what was the beautiful part of having the day job because mm-hmm. no, I did not make money my first two years. Um, and when I say that profit-wise, I won't say yeah. revenue, but uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. since we're speaking business and make mm-hmm. sure everyone understands, but that is letting people know that we're here, still marketing, still, um, yeah. it's a cost. And I even tell artists as well too, when you prepare for a solo show, you have to pay a cost for your materials, for the canvases to, and you know, and, and yeah. my job is to create and get the people to come in and market Mm -hmm. but before doing anything to be able to sell we've spent money from the jump do they expect that you do all the marketing for them when they come in to do many artists do i've learned to have realistic um expectations Mm -hmm. that people still buy from who they like so if 
they are showing some bits of their personality. They're doing a great job of even with social media, explaining not only what you make, why you make it, your process. Yeah. That is extremely helpful because I can talk about someone and I can explain right. that as well too. But when it's also coming from the artist's voice, many people make a connection with that. Do you notice that some of them want to do that or some of them just refuse to do that sort of thing because that's yes. not what they do? It's 50-50 yeah. in my experience. Some yeah. are great, great you know, sales people sales for themselves. People for yeah. Themselves. And some are like, I got into art to like, escape yeah. people. <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm amazing at what I do because as a child, I didn't relate or for whatever reasons, I turned to art to heal any type of mm-hmm, traumas mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, so you're like, doing a little psychology me. too. Yeah. Like, Carla. Know, like they say a bartender, you know, it's almost like right. a psychiatrist as well yes. too. I feel like, yeah, a little bit of that as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you happen to have a business advisor or is there someone you go to as a mentor? Later on, I did meet, okay. um, I have a good friend of mine and she uh, left the business and we kind of encourage each other and that's great mm-hmm. to have an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And she worked for um, Chase. She was a, a branch manager. And so she had a master's degree and joined a company that also uh nonprofit that okay. went in and talked to entrepreneurs and just made sure if you wanted to clean up your business plan or if you wanted to talk about marketing or just talk about other resources mm-hmm. that might be available mm-hmm. in the community. So I talked with her, mm-hmm. but as far as an art dealer coming in that had the experience that said, this is what you should be doing. Yeah. There was no, no. one available. Okay. Yeah. For that type of, um, do you feel advice. that, that you lost time because you learned so much on your own? That's a great question. Um, yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I know for a fact. Okay, I did follow another gallery, I think in California, unit mm-hmm. gallery that started the same time I did. And they're mm-hmm. doing amazing. I'm so happy for them. Um, and of course, I don't know their backing, but they're just having now their second gallery now and they're yeah. blowing up and they're just amazing. Uh, two best friend partnerships mm-hmm. started the gallery. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure for whatever reasons they may have had backing and they started and they are larger and they have their multiple spaces and they have, you know, um, mm-hmm. the like, a, that like they have. Yeah, a bigger team. A bigger team and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, if I compare myself to someone else started the same time I did, yes, um, it could have gone faster. But then I also know galleries that started the same time I did that are no longer in business. Right. So you right. can look right. at both sides. Which, by the way, congrats on making it through COVID. Thank you. And and, and so many businesses Thank just, you, so you know, went down and did not survive. And you almost didn't survive Harvey as well because um, you said you flooded. Yes. So tell me about that experience. because yes. Hurricane Harvey. I can't imagine. Yes. So traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, <laughs> no, you don't remember the date at all. <laughs> oh, August, 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 they, I think the weekend happened and everyone knew it was a flood and we were looking at the news at home mm-hmm. and seeing all the devastation. And I was like, the, the mayor said, no one get on the streets. So I was like, okay, I can't be on the street for a few days. Ding dong. I remembered I have security cameras. Let me check my security cameras mm-hmm. at the gallery and make sure everything's okay. Looked at the security cameras. There was a swimming pool in the oh, gallery. Oh my gosh. Two feet of water. Just, and so I showed my husband and I said, wait, there's a swimming pool in the gallery. And he's like, okay. And then I, I think when I get depressed, I just take naps. That's my coping mechanism. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he allowed me to, you know, 
know, take yeah, my yeah, down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you know, that's good. I don't turn to anything bad or, you know, yeah. alcohol, drugs or anything. I just, mm-hmm. let me take a nap. I just can't deal with this right now. And um, he said, we're, we're going to be fine. I mean, it's, it's none of the art. Thank goodness. None of the art. Was I was damaged. just going to ask that. Yes. Was any was of the, the art. Walls, um, oh. Looking at the cameras, the water stopped about a foot below the oh, lowest artwork. Oh, my goodness. And then my loft uh stu- gallery it has a second story that is where we keep all the art so it was upstairs gotcha. so thank goodness um and that's what i probably would have been more devastated telling artists your work bloody no that would have been so hard i would have felt terrible so that was good so all that we really need to replace with sheetrock and paint and cosmetic things and so you done. put it in perspective i did that's how you kept it kept yourself from going crazy and thinking oh why do i have this luck or you know just really beating yourself over something right. number one you don't have control over it right. you can't stop the water you can't i think and i think that for so many business owners mm-hmm. that have that same situation happen i guess it gave you some perspective that you're not the only one exactly. so it kind of helps a little bit to not feel so completely devastated right yeah. Yeah, and you need that person. I mean, I, my husband talked me off the ledge, so because I was just like, "It's over. Let's let's give up. Close the doors. We're out of business. You know, we're done." And he's he's kind of like, "It's, it's going to be okay." It's, it's In fun. terms of business, is he your um your your person that you go to with business ideas and somebody that can give you some feedback and just give you some um not yeah just feedback. You know, yeah. hey, I'm thinking I want to do this. What do you think? Um, and he supports. So many women have husbands that don't support. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I go to him and he helps me see the positive side on that. But I make sure to not go too often or vent too often as well, because I don't think you should put that burden too much on one person's shoulders. So yeah. I have a group. If it's artists, if it's other business women in other industries, I like to ask them or go to them five minutes of just maybe venting a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, well, mm-hmm. what has worked for you? Because you having a different industry mm-hmm. might have an input that I didn't think about. Yes, I like going to people, other women business owners, and then also being women that we have children, that we have spouses. Yes, you also can include how you are balancing or incorporating yeah. all of that. Which, by the way, I was going to ask you, like, how do you balance being a mom, being being a business owner, being yeah. a wife? I think a lot of times we try to um, we try to not talk too much about it because I think we think I can handle it, I can figure it out, mm-hmm. but. There were times when I would say, yeah, I didn't have it figured out. I mean, some days I sent my kids to school and I don't even remember what they wore, what they, you know, what because my, <laughs> my, my head yes. was so consumed with something in my store or a client or an, an employee, yeah. something always was going on. And I remember thinking, gosh, I don't know how I sent my kid to school. Like, did he eat breakfast? Yeah. But thankfully, my husband always took over some of those things. Like, you know, That's I didn't good. feel yeah. completely guilty right like the right. mom guilt is real <laughs> oh it's, and, and sometimes we do mess up my daughter has mm-hmm. only one time that i remember but i think i had two separate tennis shoes on her and, and she was like oh that was cool we got to wear this and thank goodness she's six and she's just like oh so oh. cute so lovely but i'm like oh mommy fail or mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. then you build that community so i have a neighbor that uh when her daughter is a year older than my daughter yeah she's like oh i'm putting my daughter in ymca swimming they uh-huh. go to the same school when i pick up my daughter i'll pick up yours and i'm gonna take right. them to swimming and they would love that yeah and I was like, it takes you. a village it takes a village <laughs> it's so true you do 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes a village. Yeah. If I didn't have my mother-in-law, you know, to jump in for me and like help me out, you know, sometimes or my father-in-law to jump in and help me out. Yeah, it does. I mean, and it's not okay, and it's not good to just, you know, not ask for help. Like if you right. need the help. Right. And or barter with someone else. You're starting a business, you have someone else that you connect with yes. in their business. Maybe that person loves social media. You're more of a numbers person and you like bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Then okay, you like you take over, help me with my social media, I'll help you with your books. But we have separate businesses and we're gonna help each other because you have to get this done. I have to get this done. I really don't like this. You don't like this. Swap and let's work together. Yeah. I encourage women to find that person that you can work with yeah collaborate 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 partner up Definitely. partner up with people mm-hmm. I find that that's also very helpful mm-hmm. the other thing that I've I've done from the beginning is I've always had college girls to come in and help me do things but in my in my way of looking at things I'm teaching them a lot too I'm mentoring them and I'm you know giving them ideas on how to approach conversations, how to approach interviews, how to dress for work. You know, sometimes a lot of them don't know how to work in an environment and punctuality um, and being resourceful. Um, So there's a lot of that that's going on as well. You know, not just us, you know, finding mentors, us ourselves also mentoring other women. Um, Do you find that people come looking for you for advice? Are you at that point where you're now, you know, starting to give a little bit of business yes. here advice or tips I, or nuggets of definitely. wisdom if, you know if participating with things like we're doing right now i'd love mm-hmm. to give advice if there's any resources i really love to show people where to go i actually was um and didn't know a woman called me from san antonio and she said oh i read about an article about you and artsy uh it's an art magazine uh-huh. art website and everything i didn't even know it was written and she said i would love if it's okay with you I will drive down, have dinner with you because I want to open an art gallery in in San Antonio. And I said, oh, it's amazing. I don't view us as competition because what your program is different from my program. So there's no such thing as competition. But I said one request. I would love to have dinner with you. Talk to you. You can ask me anything you want to talk to me. But here's a book you can go read. And it's many of the things that are going to come up Mm -hmm. in a contemporary art gallery. Mm -hmm. And just she was like, oh, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Some people are open and mm-hmm. will go do that research at first so mm-hmm. that when you ask me questions, you're asking educated questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people are like, oh, sure, I will. And then mm-hmm. won't because they want you to hold their hand the entire way. And that's the difference between, in my opinion, when someone's going to be very gotcha. ambitious and successful. Mm-hmm. How much are you going to learn on your own or do you want someone to hold your hand? And just yeah. Like, yeah. Like, How much work are you willing to put in? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and then not even work, just read a book or mm-hmm. read these research. Or yeah. Do this research. That's mm-hmm. it. We're in the information age with Google and YouTube. You can figure out yeah. so many. Things. Yeah. You know, that's one of my pet peeves when people want to do things for me or work with me and they haven't even looked me up to yeah. know a little bit more about me. Um, and it just bothers me because I'm like, you know what? Like oh, you didn't even, you didn't even take the time to look it up and see, you know, a little yes. bit about me or want to know a little bit more about yes. me. Um, they just want to sell something or just want to pitch something. And you're like, mm, you can't just pitch somebody. You've got to know a little bit more about them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love what you're saying. And I love the advice that you're giving because we do, I, I host business, business strategy sessions with um, other business women. And, you know, sometimes they feel very lonely. They feel very alone. They feel like nobody else has faced what they're facing. Mm-hmm. And so some of them have to hear, yeah, you know what, guess what? I've I've been through that. I've, right. I've lived it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I suggest now that we're hopefully other side of COVID, people are being vaccinated, we can 
you know, get together a little bit more. Before that, I invited people, let's just go have coffee and talk. If I and, and was inspired by someone, yeah. or I felt they were doing something great. Um, and I would respect their time as well, too. So even if one woman she owned, uh, older than me, she's mm-hmm. had a gallery for 30 years and also a frame shop. So I said, you know, I want to respect your time. Can I bring you lunch? You don't mm-hmm. even have to meet me anywhere where you mm-hmm. already are. You have to eat. Yes. Um, and I will just take up the amount of time mm-hmm. it takes for us to have lunch together. Right. Brought some salads and just asked her a few questions. And then she says, this was really nice. I'd love mm-hmm. for you to come back and we talk again and chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I yeah. just said. 45 minutes, I bring you lunch, I yeah. have a few questions. And this was when I was starting because I didn't have the experience. So I YouTube, watch as many lectures about yes. art galleries, uh-huh. about selling art, about art fairs, yeah. reading books. I read as every book I could get my hands yes. on. Do as much research. You sound just read. like me. Yeah. yeah. Like I have to research anything. I have to go in there and really find as much information as I can about it. Just because it makes me feel more comfortable and better about things. And you're not wasting that other person's time. You're coming in with really specific questions, which is really, really important. Something I also talk to the girls about. You have to be really prepared. My pet peeve is when they show up without a notepad and a pencil or a pen, and they're just sitting there. I'm like, girlfriend, you better be taking some notes somewhere. Somewhere. (laughs) Your phone. Your your phone. phone Yeah, and I think just those are little behaviors and little um, things that they can do to, to, to really set themselves apart and really show that they're actually you know, caring about what they're doing and it matters to them. Like, I can't imagine showing up to your gallery if I'm going to talk to you without my notepad, you know, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you. I want to see. And the other thing is like bringing lunch for people, not just Mm -hmm. assuming that everybody, you know, is just going to do it for you for, 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 for anything. Like be gracious. Be polite. Or understand if that person is extremely successful with what they're doing, you are one of many people who have asked to be a you know, a mentee or get advice or something like that. So Absolutely Sometimes. correct. Um, yeah. I know people have mixed feelings about Steve Harvey, but he made one point that I agree with. Mm-hmm. He said, and a lot of people got mad that he put out a memo to his employees, and he, and he's a jerk in some other way. Oh, but yes, I, I, heard, I heard about the memo. Yeah. He yeah. said, make an appointment if you want to talk to me, because he says, what people don't understand, and I know I got a lot of flag for saying that. If I stopped and talked to every single person on my staff who all works for me right. in this office, I wouldn't get anything done. So mm-hmm. just, just, you know, respect. Out of respect for his I'll, time. I'll make time. That made sense. You, but just mm-hmm. make an appointment. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me your questions when I'm on my way going to another meeting or something like that. So, um, and I know people have mixed feelings about him. Maybe that's a bad example, but I just want no, to say no, I, I think it's a great with, example. With yeah. And I, I do too. I mean, and, and the other thing, let me talk about this while sure. you're mentioning it. We can't always throw people or cancel people for, for one or two things. If there's some good to something, there's a golden Definitely. nugget there. Yes. That's what I, I mean, there's like, there's yeah. little things about everybody that you can capture and think, yeah, that makes sense. Right. You know, he's heading somewhere. His mindset is in another place. He's probably pumping himself up, you know, to come out in the crowd. There's a lot of things that people can think about, but um, you can never make an assumption that just because you work in that place that you can always ask him whatever, you know, or he's such a nice guy. He's such a funny yeah. guy. Let me ask him some questions. He's also a human being. He's also preparing for a show. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate it when we cancel people like that too. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe he said something crazy or ridiculous but there's there's little nuggets right that we can also look at and say hey that wasn't actually a good advice yeah, exactly. which i agree and, and we have gallery hours but if someone wants to come and look at a specific painting not everything that we have is it's not an art store it's an art gallery so certain pieces are on display and gotcha. certain pieces are in inventory and certain pieces i'm working with those artists but mm-hmm. those pieces mm-hmm. are in that artist studio and we may have to do a studio visit 
So I'll say, if you want to see a piece, just let me know in advance. So mm -hmm. when you arrive, I have it you ready have it for ready. you. I'm ready to talk Makes about sense. it, this and that. Then, you know, oh, I'll, I'll be there Wednesday mm -hmm. between one and five. I'll reply back. Oh, that sounds great. I'm available at two and I'm available at four. Just to let them know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't just, just give yeah. a five, four hour window of when you might kind of come. Let's go ahead and schedule. And then, you know, I can give you my full attention when you arrive. Yeah. But the audacity to think that you're available to them for five hours and yeah. like when, whenever they yeah. feel like showing and, up. And, I, and that happens. <laughs> and then when individuals even maybe make appointments and no call, no show or something yes. like that, that just helps me to understand that you're not used to maybe having a lot going on with your time. So you're just willy nilly. Yeah. And if that's your choice and that's your lifestyle, I'm not going to judge you. But right. when people reciprocate the way that yes. I feel, like you were amazing. You gave me a picture <laughs> of like, this is the building we're in. This is the time. This is this. And I was like, oh, she's on it. I try she's to make fine. it easy for people. If you're yes. going to come and see me, like I want to make it easy for that you to perfect. be here. Not but You communicated to me without communicating mm -hmm. to me that you are a serious businesswoman. Mm -hmm. You, you know, have your order. Thank about you. Things. Yeah. And that spoke volume to me. And then awesome. I know those Thank people, you so much. if I show up, and I try my best, I'm not always accurate if our appointment is 11, I'm showing up at 1045, because I mm -hmm. do know I may have to get a little turned around, I, I don't want to be yeah. late on yeah. your time, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to- We're so much alike, Carla, it's yeah. not, yeah, like I have to be here like at 10 if I'm going to see you at 11, because I need to make sure everything right. is set up, everything is good to go, you've got your little water bottle, like yeah. for me, those little things That's are so important, and I hate to have like anything at the last minute, like I'm not a last minute person okay. I can't so yeah we are a lot of life but if things have to be last minute then I try not to also yes of course not deal with it be flexible yeah. and everything yeah. sometimes yeah. it just happens or an opportunity will happen some something falls through and they're like hey can you do this and it's a great opportunity because someone flaked and didn't right. show up right I'm on it I'm yeah there. flexibility is super exactly. important like it's a huge quality to have in business you have to be flexible let me ask you about your um your aesthetic in the gallery I want to know a little bit more is it contemporary is it modern is it yeah. whatever you're feeling is it seasonal like yeah, how so how the, do you bring in the art inside sure, your so gallery the art itself is contemporary and all contemporary means it's made in our lifetime so okay. the majority of the artists that I am representing okay. are living artists um before 1980s, there's different, you know, uh, genres gotcha. uh, and errors, I should say, errors of timeframes. Uh, but yes, we are contemporary art uh, because we do rent the gallery out for weddings and stuff like that. Uh, many artists will come to me and they're brilliant and they're talented, but their work is... Uh, for lack of better words, just controversial or really mm -hmm, edgy. Mm -hmm. And at this point in time right now, I can't show it. You know, mm -hmm. um, I have a bride coming, getting married. We may not be able to show artwork with somebody's head bursting Ooh, out of that's, blood. That's <laughs> very thoughtful. Yeah. You know, a bride probably is not wanting to see that. Um, in, uh, in, you know, the future, if I have multiple galleries that have certain spaces that will mm -hmm. not be rented out for private events, um, then, then we can be edgier. We can be more controversial. We can do installations that we don't have to move because we have people coming in for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so that that's just the business model that we are right yeah. now because uh, a lot of our revenue is because of the private events, which also is great complementary okay. to selling art because I've sold artwork from people coming in right. from a project. Seeing something they like. And like, oh, is that for sale? I want mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. it's still great to get the foot traffic in and have those private events. Yeah, but for at sure. the end of the day, the art business is the number one priority. Okay. 
Okay. And so how do you promote artists when they come into your gallery? Like, what do you do? Do you do like a big newsletter blast? Yes. Facebook little, events? Little bit of everything. Social so, media? So gotcha. right now with a little bit more of a budget, um, this year I started working with a publicist. I've never done that before. So mm -hmm. that was, you know, that's definitely great. Um, social media, of course, newsletter building. Do you do all that yourself? Uh, other than bringing in the publicist, that's now doing a lot of promotion as well, too. Yes, I still am hands-on. Oh, wow. All, yeah, I handle the Even the social media, the photography, media, all of that. Bringing in a photographer. Mm -hmm. I, 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 can I can photograph the art. But um, many things, yeah, I still work with someone yeah. that can yeah. adjust lighting yeah. and has yeah. that eye that I don't right. have yet. Right. But I can do the basics. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I say basics. Um, newsletter communication, sending out those emails, social media. Um, gotcha. Yeah. What part of the business do you find that's just the most time consuming and you wish you could just yeah. give it off to someone else? Social media, yeah. I feel, is most time consuming. Um, because I care a lot as well, too, and mm -hmm. I spend time when somebody comments on things, I get mm -hmm. off in a, in a conversation that is great, but mm -hmm. at times right. I spend too much time on it, maybe. To, uh, or I need to block a little more, maybe put it out there put it to the side, work, and then maybe in the evening time, mm -hmm. come back and be more engaging. A lot of time management's happening time at the same time. And I'm still, mm -hmm. I think I'm doing better than the average mm -hmm. on time management, mm -hmm. but I can still do better. <laughs> I can still do so much better. No, I used to get home and I would keep on working. And I remember my husband was like, there has to come a point where you disconnect. You have to disconnect. And I was like, I can't disconnect. I have to answer this. And I have to, and he's like, no, you, you don't. You feel that way with sales yeah. because you're worried sometimes that you're going to lose the sale. You're going to lose the yeah. sale. They're like, oh, you know, some people. <laughs> yes. I think there's an Instagram that's pretty funny. That, uh, it's small business memes or something. And it's just people submitting reviews that are just ridiculous that people are getting. That someone's like, hello, um, I need to know about my order. And, and it was like 10 <laughs> comments in a 25 minute time frame on Christmas Day or something. Wow. And so yeah, it's just yeah, hilarious yeah. that. Mm -hmm. and, and if anyone's that ridiculous, we should not care about mm -hmm, their feelings mm -hmm, or if we lose that mm -hmm. sale. But just in general, mm -hmm. let's say for a venue rental, you're looking through a list. You may have put in Houston Art Gallery venue rentals. Yeah. There's maybe, let's say, four. And you reach out to me, then you reach out to the next person, sometimes just the first person that says, oh, come in, take a tour. Yeah. I'm willing to work with you. Yeah. Is probably the one that's going to get that, you know, maybe. But um, that's how I think. And so I want to be reasonable. I'm not replying to anyone at 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do want to reply of within course. six hours, five, five hours. And any um, anyone who's interested in having their art exhibited in your um, mm -hmm. gallery, is there a process for them to go through? There is. We okay. have a submission process. So you have do. it on my website. Okay. You can email me at info at bsonggallery.com. And then we have our art director and myself. We review the artwork. What we're looking for is can the artist put together a cohesive show? So okay. when I compare cohesive art show, for those that don't understand yeah. the art business, I like to compare it to music. So if you go to a concert and you think you're going to um, country music yeah. okay. concert, mm -hmm. When you go there, yes, mm -hmm. the artists are going to have umbrella of different songs, but pretty much it's country music or maybe they're all a tiny bit rhythm and blues or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But pretty much you know what you're getting. Right. Mm -hmm. If you signed up to go to a country concert and, you know, maybe a little bit of pop and and rock and roll. Comes out mm -hmm. and she's doing like Jeff Jam heavy metal. <laughs> yes. You're like, whoa, you know, where did that 
Yeah, this is not cohesion. It's not cohesive to yeah. the overall show. So gotcha. I tell artists, if, if we do a solo show for you, can someone come in and know the same one artist did all of these pieces? Does yeah. it make sense? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. when I compare it like, it's like that, cur- I think a curated show, basically. It's a curated show. Yeah. But the one mistake artists will make, well, I just want to let everyone know that I'm talented enough to do everything and you Uh can show that, but maybe not at your solo show that it goes from way left extreme to way right extreme of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's important. And do you handle that component with the, with the artist? Are you the one that goes through his things or her things and you help them set up? Mm -hmm. I guess the cohesive. Okay. So yes. So they submit their work. Mm -hmm. If they have a website, um, give me their website. If they don't have a website, uh, the latest maybe 10 paintings that they've done that they feel like it's a good strong body of work mm-hmm. uh, send that to me and then we could build on that so maybe I look at your work but we don't have a show until next year because you need that entire year to really put together a cohesive strong body of work gotcha. and so that's fine um, and so once we get through that process yes I will work with them I've had a couple of artists come to me and I've painted two paintings uh, what do I need to do to do a show yeah, let's build up some more inventory. Oh, yeah. Let's see what direction you're going. And not even for the benefit of having a show, for your own benefit. Let's say you start and you do something that three months later, you hate it. You don't ever want to do that again. But you put it out there mm-hmm. and everyone's mm-hmm. like, let's just say an example. Um, mm-hmm. Pet portraits. You did pet portraits and everyone loves them. And yeah. now you realize, what the heck was I thinking? I don't ever want to do a pet portrait mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You can change your mind, but just understanding the difficulties of, you know, you didn't build up enough inventory. You haven't built up enough time to realize what you want to stick with or that you feel comfortable with. Gotcha. And now you're completely. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. And something I've discovered about artists is they they tend to be very flaky. Like they tend mm-hmm. to tell you one thing and then they do like, I remember buying art and, and just thinking, you know, these artists are just they're like all over the place. They need somebody that can structure them sometimes and give them that, um, I think like a checklist or an outline of like how things can work. Because from my experience working with other artists or buying things from other artists, I feel like they're all over the place. And I have experienced a few. <laughs> I just feel well, like, like that. that. I know. Like I know, it would be so hard for me to work with them. It's, I, I will not put everyone in the same bucket, but I feel the ones that come from also similar backgrounds to us, maybe mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. a business background, they get it with them as well. They get too. that, yeah. So I would just say mm. uh, where their background is mm-hmm. and what their experiences have been sometimes can gauge if they are a little more consistent, they're right. a little more like we talked about on point, yes. and timely, and everything, yeah. or the ones that have always been. But you, I don't want to say flaky. I know, I know. Don't, that's don't, don't my word. That no, that was my word. Let's say, let's say uh, uh, free-spirited. More free-spirited. So, I'll use that word. I like, I like that I word better. Well, free-spirited and time is not the, the biggest element. And um, I've, I've had artists, yes, mm-hmm. we, I've learned, again, learning lessons. We will put a date on the calendar if I don't know that they can deliver on the deadline when they're 75% finished with creating. So you're super helpful in giving them like a structure. I try. Yeah. I try. Cause I've made the mistake before of three 
works of art being done. We said we were going to do 20. The deadline is set and we're nowhere near where we need to be. The solo show date is coming up. So again, experience after experience, you learn and you grow. You learn. You grow. It's you grow. a huge learning curve, huge right? Learning curve. Let me ask you this question because it's a question I asked the DJ who was here last week. And mm-hmm. do you find, I, I asked her this about music. Do you find that art can be therapy for mental health oh yes not just for the artist because i know it's an expression yeah. and a lot of them it's oh, yeah. helpful like therapy but what about for the viewer, the viewer. oh i agree i, I agree um especially as we went through pan the pandemic yeah. and so many people became very sad and very depressed because they were not around how yeah. is art you think helpful a good example you guys said of a dj that yeah. it can affect our mood it can mm-hmm. affect our senses our sensory um i notice when I'm collecting my art collection, there are a few times I seem to have purchased and didn't realize it until I hung it up and looked later, Mm -hmm. a similar image of a one different artist didn't even notice it at the time of a woman kind of either looking down or maybe a fetal position or very sad. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm -hmm. and I just thought, Oh, this is beautiful. I want it. I'm related to it. I'm related to it. And I didn't realize I bought about three or four similar pieces, similar structure of Uh the woman in Mm -hmm. those positions Mm -hmm. and being sad Mm -hmm. or the colors kind of Mm -hmm. sad. And then I realized, and I didn't realize this till maybe a year after I bought those pieces and I just happened, I don't know, meditating at the house and looking, looking at them. I'm like, Oh, whoa, that year I must've been going through, you know, something or relating to things I was really sad about. But so, similar yeah, to like with music, is. if you go through a breakup, you may want to hear those sad songs. You just kind of want to help you purge it or get it out or just feel like I'm not the only one going through this. Mm-hmm. So I definitely. Yeah, and I think that's the reason that. why so many people buy the art that they buy. It's because it has a pull for them. And when they have it around them, their their house or when they see it in their house, it gives them that that emotional endorphin again that that feeling that you feel good and you're happy yes. when you see something like that yeah there's a few things in my house that when I look at them I just yes. feel happy okay. or they remind me of where I was when I bought it yes. and it's just a really beautiful good. sweet memory that I yeah. think about when I um see certain things in yes. my house um and if I could tell a quick story one yeah. artist um, that assists me in the gallery Zara Lee she she sold a painting uh, in Pakistan. There is something similar, not what well, we have here, street art and murals. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. a certain type of art that they put on buses. Yes. And, and so the bus art um, has a certain kind of flair to it mm-hmm. that is very mm-hmm. similar when you see it and you recognize okay. it. So the, the art collector that came in and recognized it, he was like, oh yeah, I spent so much time. I think he was in Africa for a little while. He was in uh, Pakistan for a little while. And he had those memories of his trips being there. And he purchased that painting because, oh yeah, this reminds me of my travels and these areas. And I remember, you know, appreciating seeing this art on this bus and her style. I haven't seen too many artists here in Houston doing that. So he he just had that connection. And he brought something interesting and new yes. to you as yes. well. Yeah. And you yeah. learned from that. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Because it, it opens up a world. Does. Art does. It art does. opens up a world. If you could be in Houston and see mm-hmm. art, you know, whatever it is, yes. uh, Renaissance art or um, mm-hmm. contemporary art or Picasso or, you know, some of those big, big names. Yeah. It's still you're learning about that. You know, you're still learning about that person and that life and where he was when he painted that. And if you want to do more research, you know, what what led him 
or her to paint what they did. I mean, there's so much and it can open up a whole world for you. Like art can do that for you. It can. And it can even document history. So right. one artist, Lauren Luna, she does the skylines in a okay. lot of cityscapes. Uh-huh. But the cityscapes are always changing. Yes. So maybe this year, this is how it looked. And this year, this is how it looked. Right. So even in a 10-year course, yes. if you keep painting certain you know, skylines and stuff. Houston keeps changing. And what was it at one time was the Reliant, then it changed to like another stadium name or something like that. Sorry, I'm not a sports person. Yeah. But even one artist painting the stadium mm-hmm. that was one name and now it changed to something else. It's like, wow, that's just documenting what changes in Houston. Exactly. Or two mm-hmm. artists painting the same thing in a completely different way. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Different mediums, different yes. yeah, textures. Let me ask you this. This is a question that I've just, you know, it's something that um that I think is just so important to address and I want you to just give me your perspective on it. Sure. Do you find that you sometimes feel not a need but a responsibility to to bring in more black artists to your gallery because you are a black gallery owner? Do you have that feeling like I want to promote more of my community, more of the people to know of these artists and maybe create more of a a space for them? Right. That is a great question. Um, Yes, I do feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I also want to make sure that what bottom line, baseline, what is shown is mm-hmm. quality work as well too. Mm-hmm. So with saying that mm-hmm. and wanting to show artists that I think are underrepresented, yeah. um, that are telling stories that may not are being told, um, we I still won't show an artist just because they are black. Okay. And so that is important to me as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to have um, that aesthetic. They have to have the skill set. Um, but but yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I definitely mm-hmm. feel. Um, it is important. Is there a, a bigger tug towards black women artists mm. or is it just the same? Yeah. It's just, just give underrepresented artists an opportunity to underrepresented yeah. artists as a, whole. Mm-hmm. as a whole, as a whole. Yeah. Um, okay. Great question. Oh, wow. You're going to make me think about that after I leave here. Yeah, you know, because will. sometimes you do think, am I doing enough yeah. to support people on their rise, on their way up? You know, somebody yeah. gave you a hand and maybe sometimes I do realize that as a, as a Latina, as a business owner, I was ostracized a lot through networking groups okay. and I was pushed aside and not giving opportunities to mastermind with like really mm-hmm. great business women or not allow, you know, not even given the invitations. Okay. Um, and then thinking, well, you know, even if I do go to a Latino-led networking yeah. organization, sometimes they are not as open and as inclusive as you think they would be. Okay. Um, so that's why I think, you know, for me, do I have a responsibility to reach out to more of those women that need that assistance or um, just let them find their way? Yeah. You know, it's something you think about. A part, and that's a great question. A part of me opening the gallery, I literally went to Craigslist and did an artist call. Um, I didn't start the gallery, the first exhibition. I didn't say, okay, you're my friend, you're my friend, you're my friend. So the first exhibition mm-hmm. um, is going to be your art. And I had artist friends. And I said, no, I am going to put it out there that uh, I started a art gallery, very transparent. I never had one before. Um, the first solo show was at this date and it was a complete artist call out to the universe. And whoever comes to me is who comes to me. And so that was the first show I probably went through, maybe about 30 submissions or something like that. Okay. And I selected from, from that from that artist call 
uh, what would we do? And, and again, like I said, no experience. That first show was mm-hmm. the only show. No rhyme or reason. I would not have <laughs> curated today now that I have more experience mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the artworks are strong and the artists were amazing and great. Just the, how what I said, don't do. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How just uh, not really blending together maybe as it, as it could have. But, um, you know, who knows? Sometimes people say there's no wrong or right. You just do what you do. Um, yeah. And do but, you forgive yourself yes. when you make mistakes? I do. I That's do. good. I'm very hard on, my, on myself when I make a mistake. I always feel like I should have researched better. I should have known better. I should have. Like, I do beat up myself a lot. I mean, I'll get over it eventually, oh, yeah. but I do have. Um, you know, moments you where I'm like, what you, what you don't know, especially if it's yeah, a mistake on something. Of you course, don't know. Yeah. I, can, I can be harder on myself if I feel like I didn't give myself enough time to plan. I could have planned better, perhaps, or I let some other things distract me that I should have said, deal with that later. Um, I'm hard on myself with time management, like mm-hmm, we talked about mm-hmm. before. But if it's just something I just didn't know, yeah, then okay, now I know, and I will take this knowledge going forward. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's really yeah. mature and a great way to do things. I've gotten better at it. Good. I think initially I was much more charter on myself and I've just, you know, decided not to. Like with my podcast, I just like kept putting it off because, oh, it's just not going to be good. It's not going to be this. It's not going to be that. And then I just said, you know what? It's going to be what it is and it's going to be the best I can do. Yeah, done is better and, than perfect. And it's done is better than perfect. And now I get to, you know, do things that I've always wanted to do and I'm not holding myself to, to have perfection anymore like I just can't like that's just exhausting to try to be perfect so what's next for Bisson Gallery so what is the next step what is what are you think what are your goals my goals Uh, my goal I would love and and thank you for asking I was just uh, talking with another person that I confide in with art goals and and brainstorming Mm -hmm. but I would love to own a building so I'm located in the historic warehouse district area but there, um, it's the building itself is the Erie Ironworks building. Uh, it's a historical building, but one woman owns the entire building, so all the the companies in mm-hmm. there are tenants. Mm-hmm. So I would love to have a space that um, I own, not renting, and I would love for it also to be large enough to encompass the rentals or separate that that out, but the space availability to just be grander with some of the things that we do, the creativity of it, the installations, the Mm -hmm. video work, um, being able to do just massive, massive pieces Mm -hmm. and people walk in and have that wow factor. So we've had some great shows, but I can see bigger and Mm -hmm. I can see more. Um, I would also like it to have a Zen garden in the back. Um, If you meditate, if you don't meditate, you just sit in it and you just feel at peace. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to encompass that also with the gallery. So you go inside, you see the art, you get inspiration, and then go out to the Zen garden and you just really take it on in, whatever that means to you. I love yeah, that. That's, that's, I, I see that in my mind. I see eye. that you're visualizing it yes. and, it's, and it starts as a vision. It does. It starts, it starts as, as a, vision, a vision. And it will happen. And, you know, when the time is right. So that's that's a that's a major goal that I Good. have. Good. It's a wonderful um, goal to have. Work with amazing, continue mm-hmm. to work with amazing artists. I have worked with amazing artists and continue to work with amazing artists and uh, continue to, to show art that inspires others. And inspire, and I don't, I no longer use the word beautiful art because sometimes what inspires yeah. you isn't quote unquote beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's inspirational mm-hmm. for whatever reason, or it, it 
build a connection between right. the artist and the viewer. So. And what's a goal for Carla the song? Not not Carla the business. Oh, just what's for you? Oh yeah, uh, continue to surround myself with great people. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes. So uh, either, either they come and they're in my organization, or great friendships. I have great friends. I really do. So continue to have those great friendships. That's continue awesome. To meet new people um, that have that great energy that I hope that I'm putting out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean. And yeah. I think that's 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 quite something for you because your energy is amazing Thank and you. great and positive. Thank and you. I really do feel like you are attracting that to yourself because you. I was yeah. attracted to that immediately okay. when I met you. Okay. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that about you. your energy is fantastic. Your willingness to share your, your struggles, your willingness mm-hmm. to be open about things. Okay. Um, to really become that uh, that easygoing person that you know, yeah, we we've all been through things, and you know, yes. we've all you know encountered things yes. and struggles and challenges, and we come out, so yeah. And so I don't know who originally said it, but the statement is: all success is is standing on top of all of your failed attempts, mm-hmm. all of your challenges, mm-hmm. all of everything you've learned yeah. from, and you're just on top of a pile of just stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just emotional stuff, the physical stuff, yeah. and you're on that mountain of stuff. So I tell so people, true. I am not, the, I will, I say this and not that humble brag, whatever, mm-hmm. but sometimes when you see someone doing something that you're inspired by, you may assume, well, they're better or they have these circumstances mm-hmm. that's just better or mm-hmm. whatever, or they're smarter. Or yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I was a beast student. I, you know, I was. I'm, I don't think I'm, you know, most intelligent. I don't feel that I'm just most um, anything that anyone else can't can be driving that 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 if, if they're passionate about can mm-hmm. learn what they need to learn. I just think I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to fail. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give it a try. To and put say, yourself yeah, out it, there. To out risk there. it. Mm-hmm. And it worked. I mean, no one likes to be embarrassed. No one likes to put something major out and then you realize, oh, it didn't work well and people see it. Yeah. I had exhibitions that we had like three people mm-hmm. show up and mm-hmm. I had 300 people show up. But that it didn't happens. stop you no, from going further and keep on going because I think yeah. that's where a lot of people get stuck. It's like something failed or something didn't work out for them. They don't do it again. Yes. And it was just, it was part of the process. Right. Yeah, it was right. part of the learning process. So as we uh, wind down this beautiful conversation, where can people find you, Carla? Where can we go find you, find what you're doing, a website, your social media handles? Sure. Tell us. Bison Gallery is the, .com is the website. Um, Instagram, Bison Art, uh, Facebook, Bison Art Gallery. Um, never figured out Twitter, so I'm probably on there. But yeah, and it's so divisive like hey, and so. ugly. I don't oh, like you. it. I'm, I'm, I'm there anything. myself. Well, I assume you're visual, I don't like so it. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of figured, but who knows? So, um, but Instagram, Facebook, my personal Carla B. Song, um, LinkedIn, so uh, there as well. And then, um, yeah, you can subscribe to the newsletter. We just send it out once, maybe twice a month. I don't want to spam anyone. But just to keep everyone updated okay. on what we have going on in the gallery. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I, I, as much as possible, if anyone has questions and needs support, I will reply. I mean, just shoot me an email. It can be info at thesonggallery.com. And awesome. I, yeah, I, I definitely you know, support as much as I can. Very cool. Yeah, you've got a lot of venues, guys. If you're looking to talk to her, 
you know where to find her now. So before we get out, I wanted to ask you one more question because you and I are big fans of Shark Tank. Yes. Who do you like better, Lori or Barbara? <laughs> I just want to know. Or any so one of the five sharks. sharks. Like, who do you like best? No, well, Who's I your favorite? Your yeah. She's at that, I don't give a damn. Yeah. I have to say some stuff. And she, she'll talk about her husband one minute. Oh, no. Entrepreneur, young, muscular guy yeah. comes out. And yeah. she's just like, you know, I love her personality. She becomes a cougar. She does. She yeah. does. So I, I love Barbara's boldness. Right. And Lauren. Lauren uh, I'm sorry, Lori. Lori. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lori. Um, I, I, really, I really like how she communicates what, and what an entrepreneur can do to maybe that next step. Mm-hmm. Or even if she says, this is not for me, mm-hmm. she'll say something that I think leaves that little nugget with the other like person. Like constructive. Yeah, that constructive. Mm-hmm. So I really love her communication style. Mm-hmm. So for equal reasons, I love them both. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. just for different reasons. <laughs> I can't say which one more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. For, for those separate reasons. Um, for those separate reasons, I'm out. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I think, I think about that sometimes because it's just, just a a matter of just um, whose personality is just, but their business acumen is so amazing, their knowledge, their savvy, you know, and that's something that you definitely do admire about women who are doing it and like putting themselves out there. And I think that's something that we can learn from each other and learn Mm -hmm. from others, you know, hey, you're not the only one out here trying to do something. There's other people out there struggling or, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to make the best out of a situation, you know, even through pandemic, even through Harvey, through all those things, look at you, you're standing tall and you're moving forward and your vision's are huge and I think you're gonna get there and I can't wait to see that happen by the way yeah and and I'm reminding myself to stop and remember the small victories because sometimes we as business women can look at the grand picture and the big milestones but just the the little victories just pat myself on the back and speaking of Shark Tank Lori had and it was funny she invested in I think one of the biggest products that's doing extremely well Mm -hmm. is the like sponge daddy yeah the sponge yeah it's literally a sponge that's smiley face what is it called the daddy the scrub daddy something to it yeah and not always ignore something or dismiss something because you don't understand it right it's a learning lesson too i'm attracted to artists outside of my uh, business world or banking world because of the imagination and because of the possibilities and the inspiration they kind of drive they they take in and Mm -hmm. then they output and so um that inspires me so some Mm -hmm. people will say i'm inspired by you you have Mm -hmm. a gallery but it's each and every artist I work with. I feel like I they inspire me. 
Oh, well, we're going to end it there because that is a beautiful, beautiful statement, Carla. Thank you so much for being here today, guys. You know where to find her. Go check her gallery out. Your address at the gallery is? 1505 Starrett Street. Okay, and I'm going to be adding all of her handles on the descriptions. I'm going to be, you know, adding. Thank you links for you all of that everything's going to be on there so guys go out there and make it a great day and tons and tons of positive vibes all around love you guys bye